If you got your Bibles with you this morning, stand with me and turn to 2 Corinthians chapter number 13. 2 Corinthians chapter number 13. Let me just mention to you, go ahead and standing, standing turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 13. Uh, let me just tell you, we originally had a business meeting scheduled for tonight, but we moved it uh, until the last Sunday of the month. We're still waiting on some uh, numbers to come in for our uh, bathroom remodel, and uh, so we're going to move the deacons meeting and the business meeting until the last uh, Sunday of this month. And uh, also tonight in the service, I hope you come back tonight, my father-in-law is going to be here, Becky's dad, he's going to be here preaching tonight, and um, he, him and his... Becky's mom's going to be here, and uh, they were they have homecoming this morning, so they're uh, going to leave and uh, come down and, and be with us tonight. So I asked him why you're here. I said, well, you can preach, but I just warn you, he preaches a little while, but we'll try to we'll try to we'll try to tell him you know cut it off now. But he'll he'll be here tonight, so come back tonight, and we'll have choir practice at six thirty, and then uh, have uh, church at seven o'clock. Second Corinthians chapter number thirteen. Beginning verse number five, let me just tell you the title of this message today is When God Stops Speaking. When God Stops Speaking. 2 Corinthians chapter number 13, verses, we're going to begin in verse number five. <clears throat> this Verse number five is our text for today. It says, examine yourselves, whether ye be in the faith, prove your own selves, know ye not your own selves. How that Jesus Christ is in you, except ye be reprobates. But I trust that ye shall know that you, we are not reprobates. Now I pray to God that we do, not, we do no evil, not that we should appear approved, but that we should do that which is honest, though we are as reprobates. For we can do nothing against the truth, but for the truth. For we are glad when we are weak, we are, and, and ye are strong. And this also we wish, even your perfection. Therefore I write these things, being absent, lest being present. I should use sharpness according to the power which is in the Lord hath given me to edification and not to destruction. Finally, my brethren, farewell. Be perfect. Be of good comfort. Be of one mind. Live in peace. And the love of God and the God of love and peace shall be with you. May God add his blessings to his reading of his word. But this morning, I want you to listen closely. When God stops speaking, when God stops speaking, let's pray. Father, thank you for, for our, um, today, Lord. Thank you for our opportunity to worship in church. Thank you for the opportunity to be here. And we just ask you, Lord, now to bless. Bless your word. Lord, empty me, Lord, of myself and fill me with your spirit, Lord, that we may uh, preach your word, Lord. And so it's understanding, understandable to people, Lord, and this morning. Lord, we ask that you speak to hearts, Lord, and consider those that are here. We just thank you for your blessings on us. We pray for those who couldn't be here today. You also bless them and ask it all in your precious and holy name. Amen. You may be seated. 2 Corinthians chapter 13 is from the very penmanship of Apostle Paul, written in Philippi. And Paul had a spiritual burden in this chapter, and that burden was for those that were in danger or those who have already been turned over to a reprobate mind. And this morning I come to you with a burden for lost souls, for those that are in danger of, of God turning them over to a reprobate mind. 
We, we can go throughout the world as Christians and we can stand for things that need standing for. We can raise awareness that the fact that, that politically America is falling as a nation. We can protest abortions and we can stand up against homosexual marriage. And I believe those things need to be done. But this morning, we as Christians need to be holding the bloodstained banner higher than ever today. We need to be raising awareness that the Lord Jesus Christ is coming back. We need to be raising awareness that there is a danger of God stop speaking in your life. We need to raise awareness to that this morning. If we want America to turn back to God, you know what America needs? America needs Jesus. If we want to convince those that are killing babies to turn from their sin, we must take them Jesus. If we want the homosexuals to know what they're doing is wrong, and it, and it, and, but it cannot be done out of hate and anger, what they need is Jesus. What the solution of all things is Jesus. Whether you believe it or not, we got to put aside the petty church politics. We got to stop being concerned about what pew you're sitting in and stop and start being concerned about who's going to be sitting beside you at the marriage supper of the Lamb. It's time to put those things aside. We, we, we've got to really get focused on what is right and what God is wanting to, to show us is that people need Jesus more today than they, than they ever have before. There is a dire need for it today. The Bible says here in 2 Corinthians that there will come a day that when God stops speaking, when God stops speaking, and this morning I want to sound the horn, and I'm issuing a warning to those of you maybe are with us today that are lost, that have never asked Jesus into your life, and to those of us that are Christians. I don't know about you, but it scares me to think that, that the God of second chances, the God that, that is always known to give second chances, that he can run out. And when it comes to our loved ones and come to those uh, whom he has spoken to over and over again, and they have denied him over and over again. So if you're in the midst this morning and you're lost, you better listen closely because God can stop speaking to you. If you're saved this morning, you also need to listen closely because this is a good time for you to, a good warning, a good time for you to get this close to your heart that you need to be warning lost souls about this and about Jesus Christ coming back and the warning that God could stop speaking to them. You can talk all you want to talk, but we've got to put actions behind our words. And we've got to do something about this. The Apostle Paul was very clear in this chapter about the issue of a reprobate. What, what is a reprobate? Webster says that a reprobate is a castaway. Someone that rejects the faith, refuses the Holy Spirit. A person that has no hope. A person that has no hunger. And a person that has no heart. It uses the word castaway. And I don't know about you, but that scares me to think that I could be a castaway from God. That I could, that I could be turned over to a life that, that God would actually think that, that you're, you're never going to turn over to him. Do you know there's people walking around uh, all over this world that God has already turned over to a reprobate mind because he has given them so many chances and they've, they've never heeded it. A reprobate will continue in their sin and their evil ways and never feel guilty. A reprobate is when God ceases to move in your life. A reprobate is a lost person that has denied Christ over and over and has reached the point of no return. 
I can recall many times talking to people about getting saved. And maybe they would say, you know, I, I don't want to do it right now. Uh, maybe I'll do it later. Come see me next week. Come see me next month. You know, I, I need to clean up my life first before I get saved. Th those are lies of the devil. You see, we don't have to clean up our lives before we get saved. God does the cleaning up. He'll clean up for us. All we got to do is turn our life over to him and he'll change us and he'll clean up our lives. Think back, in, think back in your mind, maybe if you're lost this morning, think back in your mind of maybe a friend that passed by <clears throat> and shared Christ with you. Excuse me. <clears throat> maybe someone shared Christ with you or maybe in church services you remember God speaking to you and you denied him. This morning, I know without a doubt that there are, there are lost people in our midst. There, there are lost people in our midst. There are some of you in this church that have convinced yourself and have made a profession of faith. There are some of you that are banking on membership. Some of you that are banking on baptism. Maybe it's on works. And I've said this a hundred times. If you are only 99% sure that you are saved, then you are 100% lost. Amen. Y'all not with me this morning. What's wrong? Somebody say Amen. Oh, y'all scaring me this morning. If you are 99% sure that you are saved, you are 100% lost. You are. There should be no doubt in your mind this morning. If you cannot recall or the time that you humbled yourself before God and asked him into your heart, then most likely you are lost. If you don't desire to live a holy and clean life, are you saved? I'm just warning you this morning that there may come a time when God stops speaking to you. And, and what a sad state to be in. What a, what a sad, sad state to have to go through when it's not necessary. Isaiah, you know, our son Isaiah is five. Just a few weeks ago, it was around 10 o'clock at night, and he came down the steps. And he, had, and he didn't come around to the living room, but he, he was standing at the steps, and you can't see him in the living room, but we could hear him. And he says, and with a, with a, with a weak voice, he says, when is church? And we said, well, this was like a Thursday or something, wasn't it? And we said, well, it's not till Sunday. And he runs back upstairs and... Then maybe a few more minutes later, he comes back down to the bottom of the steps. And this time, his voice is a lot weaker. And he, he's, just, he's just weeping. And he says, when, when's church? I said, why are you worried about when church is? And he said, because I want to get saved. And I, and we, I said, Isaiah, Becky, Becky was there. We said, you don't have to wait until church time to get saved. Jesus hears you wherever you're at. And I said, all you got to do is ask him to heart, in your heart wherever you're at. And, he's, and I said, you want to you do that now? Becky and I said, you want to do that now? And he says, well, do, he's very private. Now, he's, he's different from Eli. Eli's probably a little bit more like me. He's loud and, uh, you know, just loud. And Isaiah's probably more like Becky. He's more, a little more private, a little more quiet and reserved. And um, So this, this time he says, he says, well, I don't, he didn't want to do it with nobody. And you want to hear one of the sweetest sounds I've ever heard. And in our house, in our um, living room, 
the way our house is made, because we have uh, you know, a, a fireplace, so the heat goes upstairs. we got these big vents, probably about the size of this. We've got four of them, two of them in the living room and, and two of them on the other side of the house. Well, and one of them is right above Isaiah's bed, right below Isaiah's bed. And you want to hear something sweet. And we, he said he didn't want us to do it with him. He wanted to do it. He said, what, well, he said, what do you got to do first? And Becky said, you got to confess your sin. you got to confess your sin. And he runs up there. You hear him running up the stairs. And he goes back there in his bedroom and gets on that little bed. And you hear him pouring out his heart to God. Tell him he's a sinner. And a few minutes later, he comes back. And he says, and now what do I got to do? And we said, Isaiah, all you got to do is just ask Jesus in your heart. And so we wait a few more minutes, and he asked Jesus into his heart. And so I, we, could, we couldn't stay downstairs, of course, because he, we went upstairs and, and we talked to him about it. And that night, he asked Jesus into his heart. At five years old, five years old, he saw the need to be saved. And God had spoke to his heart. At five, Becky was four, or were you five as well? Becky was four. I was 11. But do you recall that day, church? Do you recall that day that you made that commitment to God? That you asked him into your life? That you invited Christ into your heart? We, we can't go around basing it on what mom and dad said. We, we can't base it on hope so's. And we can't base it on anything else, but we better know so. You need to recall that. Hey, listen, people that are dying and going to hell sit on church pews every Sunday. And they die and they go to hell. We be you better know before it's too late that you're saved. July 21st, 1991, 24 years ago this year, I remember, thank you, Foster. I remember humbling my heart before God and asking him into my life 24 years ago. Maybe today you just need assurance. Maybe today you just need to come to the altar and you need to, to take a few minutes and let me or let someone else pray with you for assurance today that you can't remember. Listen, it's, it's, that, that is something that should be number one priority in your life this morning is your salvation. Amen? You better know that you know that you know that you know that you're saved today. Then we need to have a burden for our lost loved ones and those who are dying and going to hell every day. Those who are in danger this morning as we're talking about in 2 Corinthians. Those that are in danger of being turned over to a reprobate mind. It's serious. It's important. Maybe you've been denying the small voice of God for far too long. So maybe today you need to take the step of faith and get it, get it settled in heaven today before you leave. Don't let pride stand in your way. Don't let what other people are going to think stand in your way. Who cares what other people think? You're, you're not going to be thinking about that when you're in hell. Who cares what other people may think in the pew beside you? I, I thought about this. The longer you reject Christ, the quieter he may get. That still small voice may eventually slip away and never speak to you again. 
What a sad state to be in. What a, what a danger. What a, what, a, what a scary thing to think that you could be turned over to a reprobate mind. What a sad time. Christians, do you know someone this morning that is lost and is in danger of becoming that way? Why don't you come and pray for them in a few minutes when we have the altar call? But this morning, I'm concerned about the lost. And you need to be that, you need to have that burden as well. This morning I prayed in my office. I just begged God to send some lost people to our church. We need to see that in here. We, you need to see people getting saved. We need to see that. And we need to keep praying for it. Each one of us need to be praying for it. That lost people will come in here. That we'll be inviting those people. I know today we're missing a lot of people. We've got a lot of people gone out of town today. But we still need to pray for those lost people. Those lost souls that we encounter out. Uh, Chris, you encounter somebody lost over at Advance Auto. Invite them to church. Anybody else that's working somewhere. John, if you're working on a tree, tree job somewhere, he invites them to church. All of us should be doing that. We see lost people. We run into them at the grocery store. We run into them uh, at the car. If we're at a car dealer, wherever we're at, we're running into lost people. And we need to be inviting them to church and inviting them to Christ. The, the time is now. The time We need a burden for, for lost souls. We need a burden to have that on our heart that we see these people dying and going to hell. What a danger it is. But I'm concerned about those two this morning that may have been sitting in church for 30 years, 20 years, whatever, six months, and that has not invited Christ into your life. You cannot recall asking Jesus Christ to come into your life. I'm concerned for you. We're all concerned for you. Make that commitment today. Make that written in stone today that you don't have to worry about that no more, that you've asked Jesus into your life. There's a danger of being turned over to a reprobate mind. Get a burden this morning, church family, those who are saved. You think about those lost souls. In a minute, Lisa's going to come up. And we're going to begin to play, and I'm going to pray. And when I'm done, I'm going to stand down at the altar. If you need me to pray with you, I'm going to be, be down here. I'm going to stand right there at the table. If, you've lost, if, you're not, if you're not saved today, if you're lost, you come see me. I want to show you how to be saved. If you've got someone in your family that you're, that you're uh, frightened that they're going to die and go to hell and you want us to pray for them, I'm going to be right there. But other people that just need to come down to the altar, I want you to come down. And I want you to pray for those people in your family that are lost. I want you to get a burden for them, a real burden for them. Really do something for them. Realize that there's a danger of them going to hell. And you can do something about it. You can witness to them and you can tell them about Jesus. And you can, you can uh, hopefully save them from the fires of hell. And God can use you to do that. Let's all stand with every head bowed and every eye closed. The danger of when God stops speaking. When God stops speaking. I'm going to pray and then I'm going to wait down here. At the, I, want to, I want to pray with you this morning or if you just need to come down the altar and pray for someone that's lost. Or if you're lost this morning. Come down here and talk to me. Let me show you about through the Bible or, or if there's a lady that's lost today. We'll get a lady to show you how to be saved this morning. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you for your word, Lord, and the, the danger, Lord, that we have of being turned over to a reprobate mind. 
Those who have denied you, Lord, time and time again. Lord, we pray for those people. We just want to lift them up to you this morning. We want to lift those up to you, Lord, that, that we'll, we'll pray for someone to go, go out and, and speak to them. But, Lord, use us. Use us, Lord, to go and speak to those people. Use us, Lord, to be a, your, your witness and your tool, Lord, and show them the Bible and show them love. Lord, use us. Lord, we pray for someone that may be lost today in our midst. Lord, that they'll, they'll realize their need for you. They're not banking on church membership or baptism or anything like that. Lord, they'll, they'll recall the time that they asked you into their life and that you accepted, that they accepted you in their life. Lord, I just pray for these lost souls today. I pray for our church family. They have a burden this morning, Lord, for their lost family and their lost friends. That they'll make it to the altar this morning, Lord, and they'll uh, pray for them. Lord, we thank you for your goodness to us and your love for us. And we pray that you bless this time now. In your name we pray. dismayed for I am I am thy God I will strengthen thee yea I will help thee yea I will uphold thee with the hand of my righteousness with the right hand of my righteousness isn't that the truth amen let's close come back tonight 630 for choir practice 7 o'clock for church my father-in-law is going to be here Patty I'm glad
3.110 Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am, I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the hand of my righteousness. With the right hand of my righteousness. Isn't that the truth? Amen. Let's close. Come back tonight. 6.30 for choir practice. 7 o'clock for church. My father-in-law is going to be here. Patty, I'm glad you're able to be here today. Glad you're doing better. And uh, Carol is home from the hospital. She's at home, though. So we praise the Lord that uh, she's at home. Freeman, I'm glad you're, you're back driving up by yourself and stuff. So we're glad you're here. Would you close us in prayer?